Judges are ready. Players are lined up. Microphones in hand for the restart. It's now time to form the Ruck. The Sunday Rugby Show. Featuring Wallaby legends Tim Horan and Matt Burke. FX Pro Super Rugby, coming your way until August, the biggest season ever. It's Rugby Supercharged. Hello and welcome to the show. Uh, just our favourite hour of the week is how I'm going to describe it. This is my favourite hour. It's where I can just sit back and I'm um, in the presence of greatness, i.e. Tim <laughs> Horan and Matt Burke, and just chat rugby, all things rugby. So much to talk about this week, uh, some great scores I'll get to, and the scores are obviously the highlight uh, for Timmy Horan. Uh, I'll get to those in a moment, but I, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous at the moment because I'm in the same studio as last week we spoke memorabilia. Mm. There is something in this studio. I'm not going to tell you what it is now because we'll get to it later. It's from 1999 uh, and it is an amazing piece of sporting memorabilia and it's only about two and a half metres away from me and it's not Matt Burke. Has it still got, <laughs> has it still got dirt on it, Tony? It's, it's just, that's the, that's, that's key. the one. It does still have dirt on it. There's a hint. I'm not going to tell you what it is just yet but it's from 1999. It's got dirt on it and it's very, very special. Timmy, how are you, buddy? Yeah, very good, guys. Um, fresh and ready to go for a Sunday morning. So uh, plenty of action on last night, wasn't there? Gee, there's some great games. Yeah, some terrific games. Some, uh, look, we're going to get, uh, obviously, more detail, but that Brumbies performance, I thought, was terrific against the Bulls, just getting beaten 36 to 34. I still, it's, it still stresses the point that there's too many penalty goals now. Uh, you know, three points. They scored five tries of Brumbies Coming from two. one of the great penalty goal kickers exactly of our time. Right. <laughs> I want to hold my record so they can't get it. <laughs> Reduce it to one, exactly one point. Exactly right. It's yeah. all about tactics. Exactly right. But, you know, the, the Brumbies put in a great performance, but they get out-kicked by Morneau Stain from 30, 40, 50 metres out and a drop goal in there as well. Yeah, but the Brumbies, Brumbies go all stay top of the Australian Conference, Berkey. 36 to 34, they were beaten by the Bulls, but they still pick up two bonus points. So within seven also scoring four tries. So great effort by the Brumbies in Pretoria. Yeah, and look, and, uh, on a very, very sad note, it was shocking during the week to hear about Michael Lyon, wasn't it? New boys particularly, uh, having known him and played with him, but uh, the fact that he suffered that stroke as in intensive care at Royal Brisbane Women's Hospital, the intensive care unit there. Uh, it's just been, he's one of those guys, and, and you, you obviously know him better, but from all reports, not a top bloke, but he's kept himself very fit to mm. hear that news. The rugby community just kind of, the, the shockwaves were, were quite intense during the week, Timmy. Yeah, they were. You know, Noddy, 48, um, keeps himself very fit. He he flew back from the UK. So what he did, he, he went from Hong Kong back to London, had a few days in London, and then has flown out to Australia for a, a school reunion. And, you know, that's someone like Noddy. He's such a, a wonderful bloke to come all the way back out here for a school reunion and, and uh, another function that he was going to do and landed and then all of a sudden had this um, stroke. So uh, it's not great. Uh, he's still uh, serious but stable. I think more on the stable side now the last 24 hours, which is fantastic. So a uh, little bit of blurred vision in his left eye, but apart from that, a little bit unstable as well. But there'll be a lot of rehab coming uh, in the next uh, three or four days and months as well, you'd think. But um, the blurred vision in the left eye shouldn't really worry him too much. He only really needed that when you're uh, playing against Tonga or Samoa when he used to get blindsided. But uh, <laughs> he's a wonderful guy. Michael Liner and um, a lot of well wishes from all around the mm. world and uh, he, he um, said to his dad the other day he w- wanted to thank everyone for their well wishes and uh, wonderful guy and I'm sure he'll recover very well Michael mm. Alright well all our uh, best wishes are with not just Michael but his entire family. Just some quick
quick scores for you then uh, as we get underway. The Highlanders 30 over the Blues 27. The Stormers 23 beat the Reds 13. Jimmy Crusaders 42 over the Hurricanes 14. Uh, the Waratahs 30 beat the Rebels 21. We'll talk to Ben Robinson from the Waratahs next. The Chiefs over the Sharks 18-12. As I said, the Bulls 36 beat the Brumbies 34. Uh, plenty more to come, including that memorabilia. Ben Robinson next on The Ruck. This is The Ruck. There it is. Who made who? This is The Ruck, your Sunday morning rugby show. Many of you last night probably travelled all the way to Sydney. Tim Horn, I know you wish you did. Uh, to see the Waratahs <laughs> overcome the Rebels 30-21. to 21. One man who was there very close to the action is a friend of the show, Waratah and Wallaby, Ben Robinson. Benny, good morning. Good morning, guys. Listen, uh, look, just straight from the off, Benny, has... Uh, Taff been talking all day after the uh, that fabulous try. Him, him and Cliffy Palu, the little magic they worked uh, on. The, you know, the throw in, throw it back to Taff. He goes and scores that try. Were, were they talking up before that we're going to try this move on? And after it succeeded, have they not shut up about it? Uh, to be honest, it's, uh, it's left for a couple of weeks in a, in a row for us. Um, Davy Dennis busted down uh, the sideline against a four. So look, I don't know what it is at the moment, but um, look, you're, you're pretty happy to take those ones. Oh, you know, I was going to ask you, mate. Did you um, were you guys playing tunnel ball during the week, and then decided not to play tunnel ball and just play like sort of little netball throw at each other? I reckon they would have been giggling like schoolgirls as they got down the way over. Like <laughs> oh, okay, a there, but uh, yeah, look, I don't know. I think uh, you know when the opportunity presents itself, there and uh, the, the way the defence reads, where we're, we're going to take that. But um, you know, to get a sneaky try like that, and uh, I suppose is, is good work from our from our boys. What about, what was what was said after the game from your coach Michael Foley? Was he happy with the result and then move on to next week? Of course, I think he uh, you know he was, he was very happy with the result. Um, I think you know we spoke about coming out of the box um, nice and strong, and I think within the first minute we got the try and and you know put the pressure right on those boys. So um, I think there's still you know plenty of areas that we need to work on. I think that second half showed that. Uh, you know, ill-discipline and, you know, some bad decisions around around defence and uh, you let a side back in and, uh, you know, the Rebels were strong enough to come back and put some pressure back on us. Yeah, you had jumped out there looking like a bonus point. That would, I guess, one of the uh, things that didn't happen for us was the bonus point last night. Yeah, look, um, of course, we're really happy with that four points. Um, yeah, a bonus point would have been really nice, but, um, you know, look, the Rebels, uh, they came off a, a hard loss last week and, uh, you know, they were definitely up for, for that challenge. I was just trying to do the maths now, and I'm pretty ordinary at it. 26, sec- 26 seconds, yeah. first try. Mm-hmm. It could have been 384 nil. <laughs> How good they was kept the- it that rate, you mean. kept it that rate. How good was the start? I mean, how many years they got a math there, mate? But, uh, <laughs> but the boys look really well. I, I spoke to the boys uh, before we ran out, and I said, look, you know, I think it's uh, you know very important uh, important for us that we come out um, you know, and start really strong and put the pressure straight on them straight away. Um you know, I wasn't expecting to score within that first 36 seconds, but um, the first five minutes would have been nice. But look, I think uh, you know, I think that showed you know signs for us that you know that they were a strong team. That uh, you know, I suppose when we do put our minds to it and you know we stick together and play for each other, that we uh, you know can put points on the board. I'm all for social media. Uh, look, I, obviously, most people are younger than me, uh, and they're into social media more than I am. Uh, but I'm not sure, though, that, you know, Rob, we're talking about Rob Horn's tackle. He's the dangerous tackle, allegedly, uh, uh, during the night. And we're wondering how stiff the penalty will be. Now, several Reds players, according to what I read today, were very, very quick to say exactly what he should get via Twitter. Dig Bioni, um, who's himself served a five-week ban for a spear tackle, I think he was, um, you know, over-penalised, tweeted it would be six to eight weeks. Quade Cooper added that he thought it was worth a ten-week ban. Why are these players allowed to be on Twitter, this kind of stuff? I think that should be 
off limits. Off limits as well. Yeah, I know. Well, you're thought though this Berkey, but I um I think contractually that you know those boys might get in a bit of trouble there. Mm. Um, but uh, look, you know it's it's, it's you know it's not disappointing. It's just uh, you know, it's a bit of a shock to me that uh you know, those boys would jump on straight away and well, uh, make those but, comments. But, but Benny, I don't think the judicial, you know, guys who are probably over fifty would even know about Twitter or read it. So back off, Sparky. I'm over fifty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, how are you enjoying the the, the captaincy that uh, has sat well with you these past few weeks? You've been enjoying that. Yeah, it's been a it's been a real challenge for me. I think um, you know, the thing that I was not worried about, not concerned about, but uh, you know, it was the thing for me that I wanted to really. I don't know. Um, say the right things to the boys, and uh, and and not come across as if I'm you know, putting on a different facade there for me. So I think the biggest points for me were uh, you know Foles gave me saying like, be yourself and you know go out and there lead the boys. So uh, I really enjoyed enjoyed the challenge. Um, and look at some of the players um, years gone past that are captains, and uh, it's a pretty special group. What about now that now that Rocky Olsen's back? Will you still continue the captaincy for the next couple of weeks, or will Rocky then take it over, or have you got it for the rest of the season? Now, what has Michael Foley spoken to you about? Uh, to be honest, we haven't spoken about that yet. Um, but uh, you know, if Rocky does come in the starting side, then um, you know, I'm more than happy to uh, to let him lead the troops. I think you know, Rock came on last night about 20 minutes and, and had a really solid game. Um, you know, he, he's definitely a player out in the field that uh, other players look at and. You know, I suppose uh, aspire to you know keep working hard for him. So um, I think you know that decision will uh, you know come in the next few days. What about uh, two from two for you guys? Now you got a bit of a, a roll on. Uh, Timmy mentioned just previously that uh, still sitting below the Brumbies on on points. Crusaders next week. That's going to be an outstanding game. Yeah, Sunday afternoon. Um, you know, once again a family afternoon. So it's you know great for our fans. But uh, you know, look, they, they they had a good win last night. I think mm. forty points. So over the Canes there. So uh, they're a fairly special side. But uh, yeah, it, it's good to have those uh, you know those wins in a row. It's our, our first two wins in a row. So I think uh, yeah, we can definitely take a bit out of that. Um, yeah, but uh, you know the Crusaders are a whole new challenge for us. Yeah, Sunday afternoon footy that will be terrific. Uh, the Waratahs and the Crusaders next Sunday, mate. Always great to talk to you. Thanks so much for being part of the show on the morning after a big game. Appreciate it. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Benny. There he goes, the uh, Waratah skipper and Wallaby, Ben Robinson. This is The Ruck, your Sunday rugby show. This is The Ruck. Black Keys, Lonely Boy on The Ruck, your Sunday morning rugby show. Those regular listeners will remember last week we were talking about memorabilia, uh, and I, of course, have none. But my <laughs> co-host, Tim Moore and, and Matt Burke, both of whom have played many tests for Australia, 80 and 81, uh, have some sensational stuff, including things that you would expect to be paraded about proudly, but instead are in bags in their garages, <laughs> i.e. 1999, the, the jerseys they wore to win the Rugby World Cup. But uh, we heard that last week. I just want to go one step further because now sitting on the desk between myself and Matt Burke is what, Berkey? Is the ball of the World Cup. There are six of them, mm-hmm. and this is the last ball that we, we play with. So they, The World Cup final the World of Cup 1999. Final. 1999. They went. France went left hand side. Put a little grubber kick through. Went over the sideline. Mm-hmm. I picked it up. Um, oh, you're paying on. But hang on. Your, your shoulder charge the ball boy <laughs> out of the way. <laughs> He's done a backflip over the signage, and you picked the ball up. You didn't even shake anyone's hand. Then you ran to the dressing shed just to take the ball. <laughs> How did you know? I thought you, mate. I thought you were going for the other ball. <laughs> picked it up. Uh, uh, picked it up to go for like the quick line out, knowing I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Uh, they blew the whistle, mm-hmm. and I. Ball in the air and then straight under the jersey. <laughs> so that was it. <laughs> Held under the jersey. Trick. Under, the, under the jersey. Back in the old days of the uh, the, the tap. And move. it's it's signed by. I can see Timmy's name there. 
signed by the boys when we went down. So we went down to, uh, we had uh, George Street, a, a parade down through George Street, and then at uh, Town Hall in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to Brisbane, we went to Melbourne, and then we finished off in Canberra. Yeah. And we did a few bits and pieces in Canberra. It was fantastic how they did it. We, uh, we had a civic reception in Canberra. We went to Parliament House, so we had three functions. And then we went to the lodge with, with John Howard. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we're thinking, we were thinking maybe it's going to be another one of those functions where everyone turns up and the whole deal. There was one bloke there called Bill Heffernan. He was the only, yeah. like, the rugby bloke, the country bloke. And it was just us and, and our families or our wives, girlfriends. And we just turned it up. We owned the lodge. It was fantastic. It was the best night. <laughs> roll, around, roll around four years later when we lost, and we got put up in a motor lodge. So <laughs> <That's right. laughs> So signed by the boys. There it is, that ball. Uh, and it's the only thing that's lacking is some air at the moment. Just some air. Radio Magic. That's the sound of me hitting the 1999 game ball uh, that, that has sat in a garage, unloved, since that time, it did a run. It did a run at one stage. I, I, I gave it to someone. They put it on parade somewhere. But um, yeah, got to bring it out for a bit of park touch footy occasionally. Every now and then, just to get the feeling. Would you do that? Would you kick it around? Because then you'll be. Is that the dirt from the World Cup, or is it the dirt from some <laughs> stupid park down <laughs> the road? Technicality. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you've got to keep it pristine. I think put it back in a box is what I'm box. saying. A glass box, Timmy. Uh, we're talking jerseys last week, and you also have yours in a garage. But one, at least one, went to somewhere very interesting. Yeah, it did. It's amazing what people, um, you know, you swap when you swap jerseys or you've got things. I mean, I've got uh, a little sort of glass cabinet of a piece of uh, brick from the Wembley Stadium, the Twin Towers, when they got demolished and they built the new Wembley Stadium yeah. about 10 years ago. Wow. Uh, also, uh, interesting enough, I was just thinking driving in today that I actually got a piece when they ripped up Ballymore, the grass at Ballymore. Oh, gee, this would be 10 years ago now. Mm. I went out there and opened up the boot of my little sort of Mazda uh-huh. and put in, put in a... Uh, Mazda. <laughs> put in a little sort of... Clod. Um, little plot of, of grass. Then they ripped up the Gabba, if you remember, when they redeveloped yeah. the Gabba. So I went out there, I knew the, um, the groundsman out there, I said, listen, can I just have a little piece? So I planted both of them together yeah. in, my, in my driveway, and then about six months later we sold the place. So I tried to dig it up, but uh, wow, so it didn't, didn't a stadium. work. Did, like, did grandstands come up as well when you, put, you planted that grass <laughs> on the inside? It's sensational. I, I tried to, yeah. tried to. But when you're saying about the jersey, Tony, um, yeah, you sw- I swapped a jersey with Brett Kenny, who was my childhood hero, playing for Parramatta Rugby League mm-hmm. uh, many years ago. And, and then also I swapped, in the early 90s, I swapped a jersey with Alan Border. So I, uh, cricket captain for Australia and um, one of my heroes, and I wow. saw him and uh, said, I'd love to swap a jersey with him. So I got a one-day jersey um, from Alan Border with Border across the back. Mm-hmm. And the great thing that he got when he got my Wallaby jersey, I thought, oh, gee, he's just going to put this, like we do, yeah. in the bottom of your um, sports bag, in your dro- um, you know, in carport, so I'll never be seen again. Yeah. Until I saw, the, I think it was the Ashes Tour in about 90, 92, 93 season. 93, yep. Yeah, and um, they win the, the Ashes on Lords. He's on the balcony, yeah. arms in the air, in a Wallaby jersey. I think, oh, how good's that? You know, you think <laughs> you think he's taken it with him on the tour. And, uh, oh, no, so those sort of moments are, are pretty special when... You meet, you get the chance, as Berkey and I have said for a while, you get the chance to meet so many different people from around the world. I love it. So there he was, Alan Border, channeling Tim Horan when they won the Ashes in 93. And then after that, he couldn't get the phone call down, or he couldn't, he couldn't hang up the phone quick enough. Timmy kept on calling him all the time, saying, <laughs> who's this bloke just keeps getting me? It is brilliant. I love it. Uh, great memorabilia. I, of course, now have the World Cup ball. In my possession, you are never seeing that again. Timmy, just another one. <clears throat> Pardon me. Just another one. Uh, didn't you, you... You made uh, Paul Vorton, didn't you, as well? Just um, Can you run us through the, the, the cricket shot? Oh, that was, yeah, that was in Alan Border's testimonial game. So yeah. everyone got asked not, to Not many to people play. know this because I think it was Alfie Langer who hit the ball. 
Yeah, well, Alfie laying a bowl the ball. Yeah. And I was playing. This was 42,000 people at the Gabba. You I talk about the catch. You talk the about catch. playing outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. Um, and I, once I got to about 20 runs, I thought, oh, i just got to, I got to get out of here. It was too nerve-wracking. Hit this ball. <laughs> and it went so high, I think I was, uh, I feel who I was playing. It might have been Mike Proctor at the other end, batsman. And I said, go for two. So we're halfway. <laughs> we've gone for one, and then we've turned for two. And then Fatty Vorton dived, arms, you know, stuck out wide and, and just stuck and ran around like a bloody 12-year-old thinking he'd, he knows the hero of the match, which he was. That uh, is one well, of the most famous catches in, well, can we call it cricket? Probably. Uh, history. So j- just think, if you actually just went through like the classic on drive, th- there'd be no Fatty Vorton. Yeah. <laughs> you actually made Fatty Vorton. <laughs> Gee, there'd be a lot of disappointed people out there, wouldn't there? <laughs> <laughs> it's the Ruck, your Sunday rugby show. This is The Ruck. It's Peppers. Scar Tissue on the Ruck is Sunday rugby show. Segway Sam says uh, there's waiting for Scar Tissue to appear in the West with the announcement of the departure of Western Force coach Richard Grainer. He's heading to Queensland. Now, he was going to go to the Reds uh, when this announcement was made with all intention. Uh, Richard Grainer, man with two first names. He was going to stay uh, at the Western Force till the end of the season and then head over. Uh, Ewan McKenzie, of course, is at the Reds, is moving into another position later as director of rugby. Uh, at that franchise. Now, it seems to me, then, of course, the players have said, well, no, no, we don't want you here now. It's such a difficult thing. In, in rugby league, Wayne Bennett announced very early in the last season that he was leaving the Dragons to go to Newcastle. Of course, he stayed for the year, but uh, it certainly, I would have thought, is something that is, is a disruptive thing for a club. It has to be, I would have thought. But is that just the modern business we're in now, Timmy, that these sorts of things happen? People are looking for the next contract, then it's a, just a business venture. Uh, nobody other than the fans, has the loyalty of the club and heart. Now, I'm, I'm putting my hand up and saying it. Players mm. don't. Coaches don't. It's the fans. They're the only people who care about a jersey, uh, and they're the ones who remain loyal. The, uh, for everybody else, it is just another job. Well, I think it's... Uh, well, loyalty, Tony, is as long as your contract's signed for. So um, players will be loyal for two years or three years, and then they'll look at moving and look at other opportunities. But in Richard Graham's case, yes, he was prepared to stay and fulfil his contract, which I think he... He would have loved to have done that, but the Western Force, through their senior players, have then said, well, listen, most of the players don't have the confidence in playing under Richard Graham if he's going to play for a op- opposing team, uh, a coach of an opposing team next year. But I think in, in business you can understand that because if you work for a, uh, a bank and then you change you know, and want to go to another bank, well, certainly you'd be marched out the door. The security guards come in and say, "Put you know, here's your filing cabinet and walk out. But in, in sport, oh, I think it's a little bit different. I think it's got to be treated differently as well. So, I mean, Wayne Bennett, you know, as you said, fulfilled his contract last year. Um, but what about players, though? Mm. Um, Berkey, as you said during the week, uh, a guy like Michael Hooper, so the breakaway for the Brumbies, um, the next sensation coming through in Australian rugby, um, signed during the week from the Brumbies through to the Waratahs. Now, does that mean he doesn't play again this year for the Brumbies? No, it, it won't. Um, but coaching-wise, it just seems to be a little bit different. So, unfortunately, Richard Graham will do a great job um, here in Queensland um, next year. But certainly, there's um, horses for courses. It was well done by Michael Hooper. Uh, he, he announced that he was going to the Waratahs when he landed in South Africa. So he got the business class flight and the freaking flies to boot on <laughs> the way through. But you're right, though. There, it, it's a difference between players and then coaches moving. Maybe coaches perhaps but more for the fact of they take the IP with them, the intellectual property of, of what they know about the club, and, and do they take that to the next club they're going to, as into the next franchise they're going to. So look, it's, a, it's a tough call um, for the players does he then, in moving, he now doesn't have the opportunity to then 
recruits and the players yeah. from the Western Force as well. So and I think that's the big thing too, Burke, is it's all about the recruitment yeah. as well. So um, he can't be involved in the recruitment if he was going to continue coaching at the Western Force. So they yeah. decided, well, what's the point of having him there? So um, recruitment-wise, it'll be interesting now, but David Pocock is off contract at the end of this year. Well, well um, even to the point of then saying, hey, do you want to come to, to Queensland if, if, if I'm moving across there, rather than their own retention, but recruiting for Queensland after that? You know, I think whilst whilst it'd be great to have a David Pocock playing in a Reds jersey next year, I don't think there's any room. But you've got Liam Gill, who's going to be a superstar at 19. You've also got Bo Robinson as well. So they've invested heavily in those two players for the next couple of years as mm. well, and, and they've got to stay strong. What about the Western Force? I mean, where does it leave them? This is a franchise that I would have thought is important in, in the, the Australian setup. Uh, it's They're sort of vulnerable, aren't they? Oh, I think they are. I think that the Australian Rugby Union needs to probably have a bit of a, a relook at the Western Force. For players going over to the West, it's a long way away. Yep. Um, you feel like probably on your own, even though they're building a very good franchise there and a good foundation, but you look at the Rebels, when they started, they were allowed 10 international players mm. to contract players, and now I think it's eight this year. And I think the Western Force, they're only allowed one. I think they probably should be allowed maybe two or three because it's difficult to attract players to the West at the moment to, to, uh, to play. But is that, is that a product, though, of not winning, though, Timmy? I mean, oh, as well. It, it, yes, apart, apart from geography, is it a, is it... Is it a case of... Uh, well, I think when, when, Matt, when Matt Guido left um, was a big loss. Then you got James O'Connor leaving as well. Mm. So the, you probably need two or three big names over there and hold them for a period of time. I think David Pocock... Drew Mitchell was there too, wasn't he? Drew Mitchell as well. So there's been some fleet in, in and out for two or three years, but no one has stayed there a long time. Nathan Sharp, obviously uh, a great foundation player. Yeah. All right, so Richard Graham off to Queensland and has gone from the Western Force. Plenty to come on the ruck, including a brand new segment from Tim Horan called Around the world in 60 seconds. This is The Rock. You somebody, Matt Burke on air guitar, <laughs> air vocals as well. Air vocals doesn't work nearly as well, does Not it? Really, Just kind no. of miming away there for mm. no apparent reason. But looking good, uh, if you've been in the car, people would have been blowing the horn to you. This is The Rock at your Sunday rugby show. Matt Burke, Tim Horan, Tony Squires with you. Okay, the... Uh, South Africa, the the visit there is always tough, isn't it, for mm. any team that goes over there? I, you know, notice that um, Jake White, for example, talking about taking the Brumbies there, was saying that you're going to a nation where rugby is so key. It's so important, isn't it? And when you face that kind of uh, passion, it, it certainly comes across in the field, don't you think? It's a it's a different style of playing. I mean, there, there's there's other things when you play rugby here in Australia. I mm. mean, there are, there are other other focuses in life, if that's the word. You focuses. Focuses. I'm pretty sure focuses is the word. Yes, yes. I just, I wanted, to, I just wanted to stress Folk the point. Is the poor, plural. For everyone who's just tuned in, this is a rugby union show, not a rugby league show. You did go to St. Joseph College, Matt Burke. Oh, yeah, I just finished too. Only pass mark. That's all you need, 50%. Um, the foci of the game is that it's so important over there. You know, it's, um, you know you're know you grown up with it, you're, you're born and bred with it, and, yep. and it goes down through the generation. So it's so important, and they win at all costs, just about. So, Timmy, it's going to, always going to be a tough visit, and the Reds... Uh, got rolled by the Stormers, 23-13. But as we said, the Brumbies, uh, good showing, 34, beaten by the Bulls, 36. Yeah, it show, for me, it shows the Brumbies are the real deal this year because I was a bit, you know, sceptical after the first three or four games, you know, being on top of the Australian Conference. But now, to be able to get that close in Pretoria, they were behind with about 
oh, I think it was about 13 or 14 points without 10 minutes to go. So they fought back. So um, to get that close and to score four tries in Pretoria is a massive effort. So um, this week coming up, they go and play the Lions. So they can bring some, some decent points back from South Africa, which is what everyone was nervous about, going there, losing two games and coming back and being probably second or third in the Australian Conference. And as you said, Tony, with the Reds stumbling on Friday night against the Stormers, yep. the Reds sitting now third in the conference, Australian conference, and um, losing poor old Sam Lane in the first minute of the game with a, um, yeah. a cruciate ligament, so yeah. he's out for the season. Ben Tappy Wee mm-hmm. as well, out for a couple of weeks as well. Yeah, OK. Well, look, given that it is in South Africa that the Australian boys went to, I, I thought it best uh, in terms of the gloating factor on mm. this program. If we've got somebody who we just like to gloat, uh, and we've spoken to him once before, I think, Matt, you introduced uh, Fricky uh, van den Hingen, uh, yes. to well, Many, many, many years ago in 1995, Rugby Five, World yeah. Cup in Stellenbosch on mm-hmm. his vineyard. Yeah. Are you still uh, getting his wine, Tim? I am, yes. <laughs> well, well, he's a big fan of yours, Timmy. Not, not so much of yours, Matty, but no. we'll have a chat with him right now. G'day, Fricky. Hey, how's it, guys? I tell you what, though, that Matt Berg, he's okay, my friends, guys, but uh, Timmy Ornan, my friend, I haven't heard you for such a long time. You, you lost my number, eh? Uh, Fricky, good to hear from you. Uh, you'll be gloating after the Stormers' performance against the Reds on Friday night back there in Stellenbosch where you uh, base yourself these days. But the Stormers are going well, aren't they? Oh, I tell you, my friend, they are fantastic. I tell you, you know, you must, uh, you must turn out for the Reds again, Tim, because they are struggling. Everyone's falling over except the great Tim Warren. I see you in your blue tyre <laughs> sitting up there. I tell you, you could run out there and do some magic, my friend. I tell you, outstanding. <laughs> Fricky, uh, I probably haven't put as much weight on uh, in my retirement as you have, mate. You're looking pretty big there. I saw you uh, on your Twitter page there a while back. Oh, I tell you, you know, these days, Timmy, the Springbok pelt just covers just nicely around the girth. I tell you, <laughs> you would have eaten some Springbok in your time, my friend. I know at Ellis Park you did such a good job last time. But I tell you, these guys are big and strong and fast at the moment, Timmy. But, you know, uh, maybe I could get one of your jerseys. Maybe you could strip up a Springbok pelt, huh? <laughs> we might be. Hey, listen, Freaky, what about your, your biltong, mate? You're still drawing out your biltong. You had a pretty good business going there a while back. Uh, the biltong, I tell you, that is, uh, you, everyone can chew on the biltong. It's fantastic stuff, Timmy. I tell you, you know, what I want to do, though, I want to, I want to get one of your jerseys, my friend, okay? Because I tell you, you must give me one of your jerseys. Just imagine me taking it home to <laughs> South Africa and putting it on. Telling my wife, crouch, touch, pause, engage, huh? Hey, yeah. You meeting, my friends. <laughs> yeah, Fricky, uh, the other, of course, the uh, the Brumbies and the Bulls, the other great game there. You be, is it all of South Africa? Jake White was saying about how the South Africans were just waiting and desperate for him to get back there. Was a bit of that going on? Oh, they love the Jake White, my friend. I tell you, you know, he's, uh, he's got that X fact. He's won the World Cup. Uh, uh, what I did like about that game, though, is we incorporated some of your Australian rules, I think you call it, mm-hmm. where you can just throw the ball forward, Mornay Stain, <laughs> and then try after that. Who cares about passing the ball backward, my friend? Huh? What do you think, Tim? Was a forward pass or knock on? Oh, uh, Fricky, I think we've done very, very well to have Jake White here at the Brumbies. He's been sensational for um, Australian rugby. So it, uh, but I think there might be a few skeletons in the closet over there, Fricky. What do you think for uh, well, Jake White going well, home? I, yeah, that's not true, my friend. Uh, he did say hello to some of his family over there and extended family. But I tell you, I did like, I heard some rumour about, uh, is that Jonathan Thurston, my friend, uh, coming down <laughs> to the Brumbies, which is a pretty big get, I believe. Looking forward to that one, my friend. Uh, you've obviously been listening online. Uh, Fricky Van and Higginbotter, Lovely to speak to you again. We'll catch up uh, next time, bud. Oh, fantastic. Don't forget my number, boys, huh? <laughs> See ya. Get on your freaky. I'll get that jersey for you. Ah, cheers, Tim. This is The Rock, your Sunday rugby show. Legend players Tim Horan and Matt Burke. And it's the heavyweight championship of the rugby world. With Tony Squires to make up the three and the occasional cup of tea. Tony, white with two sugars, mate.
The Rock, the Sunday rugby show. And I am holding still the 1999 World Cup ball. We'll not let this go. Uh, I do have to give it back to you, I guess, at the end of the show. It's the, it's the game ball from 1999, the World Cup final, uh, which Australia won, signed by the Wallabies. Uh, Timmy Horan, of course, in there. Matt Burks. Uh, so, Ber- Berkey, what, what do you think? Sorry, Tony. What do you think, Berkey, that um, the young ball boy at the time, I think he was only about 15, wasn't he? he yeah, World yeah, Cup. I think he was a bit younger shoulder- than that. Yeah, shoulder charged out of the way. So he's, uh, you know, a bit over, well, he's another 11 years on now. So yeah. you think he's sitting back in, in Wales there in Clanethley going, <laughs> oh, if I only dived on that ball and pushed Burke away. Do you know what? I kept in contact with him and uh, he's, do- he's doing really, really well out of rehab now. So he's going <laughs> to... Yeah, that is good. I have some terrific uh, memorabilia as well, you know. I, I, I During the Steve Waugh's last test match, his final test match at the SCG, of course, everybody... Get the 100. Yeah. Uh, well, he didn't get the 100 in the last test match, but he got the... Uh, he got eighty odd, I think, caught by Tendulkar um, from memory. But it was his his final final test match. Uh, at the end of the game, I happened to be with the uh, the groundskeeper and he, the groundsman. He said, "Would you want to come out and get a bit of the pitch?" So I walked out onto the middle of the SCG with a shovel <laughs> and dug a bit of the SCG turf. Is that, that right? There, and came up, and because in the SCG they they gave me a little letter of authentication, so it's there. So I have this piece of turf which is about I don't know. 10 centimetres by 10 centimetres. I've mounted... See, you, well, just to the difference between you and me, Berkey, mm. you have this ball, which is in a garage. You have your jersey, which is in the bottom of a bag in a garage. I have 10 centimetres by 10 centimetres of SCG turf in a glass frame that is six feet by four feet. <laughs> <laughs> it's very impressive. I thought you were going to say with your degree in horticulture, you've planted it and you've now got <laughs> no. a deck out the back. <laughs> no. It's one of the best in Sydney. No, I, have, I haven't actually planted it. All right, uh, this is the rugby show. Quite Cooper, he's been missing in action, obviously, that injury from the World Cup, and I uh, haven't seen him run around for the Reds yet. You would have thought that with rehab, uh, they were keeping a very, very close mm. eye on Quaid and what he was getting up to in terms of his training and his rehabilitation to get back on the paddock as soon as possible. Now, it seems that uh, he is clearly desperate to have a run around. So desperate that I think he decided to take it upon himself to play a bit of touch footy and didn't work out so well, a bit more of an injury. In fact, Brendan Cannon on the coverage the other night put it to Quade Cooper. Touch football. What were you thinking, mate? Oh, I was more about you know, getting out there and um, you know, just trying the knee out and, and getting some fitness in before, because you know, I was only you know, not, not too far away from playing, so it was more about just getting, getting a feel for it and, and being in an uncontrolled environment. And you know, I think you know, the result of that just showing that you know, my body telling me you know, not quite there and to slow down a bit. Oh, mate. Oh, you guys, you backs do it differently these days. <laughs> what about uh, that? Un- un- well, uncontrolled environment. You'd think uh, the physio would be pretty disappointed with that. But, I mean, Quaid to himself, that's the way he is. And I think he tweeted Berkey through yes. the weeks. Does anyone want to know? Does anyone want me in their touch football team? Yeah. I think he got thousands <laughs> there, of people coming back. Is so. there a game going? Yeah, yeah. So he went out, went out and played. He just he, his knee's okay. He just heard a um, a bit of a sort of a pop or a squeeze in, in inside his knee, which is probably a little bit of scar tissue that's sort of come loose. So he wasn't too concerned, but certainly uh, not good signs early on. He's probably about. Uh, two or maybe three weeks away from coming back from the Reds. So the Reds certainly need them because it's a bit of a curse, that number 10 for them at the moment. Yeah. All right, I want to see Berkey, you tweet. Anybody want me in their touch football team? Just see what sort of response <laughs> we get. When we come back, we've got to wrap it all up. Timmy Horan's new segment, Around the World in 60 Seconds on The Ruck. This is The Ruck. Living on a prayer. Thank you, Mr. B. Jovi. You saw him. 
Sorry, Last year. Yeah, of course. Life. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't a huge fan of B. Jovi, the Bond, but uh, turned up, very, very charismatic performer, Berkey. I don't know if you were there. Michael Slater was sitting and standing. He'd never sat at all in front of me. <laughs> That's that his night. go-to, isn't it? Row, his row karaoke one, song. Just, oh, yeah, just punching the air like a <laughs> madman, desperate to get on stage. He was, uh, he was one of the, you know, where people like your good self, who, who's, who's famous, and would, he was thinking, I think, that Bon Jovi would look down and say, oh, that's slats. That's slats. Come on, come, come on, on up here and have a bit of a squawk, <laughs> little fella. Uh, it didn't happen, but it was very, very good. Uh, this is sadly where we almost have to leave you, but I'm thrilled to announce that over the past couple of years, Tim Horan has been trying to get a little segment in uh, called Around the World in 60 Seconds, haven't you, Tim? He just wanted to just let the people of the world know what's happening. Well, uh, just something from around the world. Those people, there's plenty of expats living in Australia and they want to know what's going on in world rugby. Of course they do. Well, this is your opportunity uh, and because it was so important to you, it was so important to me. So important that we did this. And now, it's time for 80 Test Wallaby legend Tim Horan to take us around the world in 60 seconds. Worth noting, Tim... The timer started when I started speaking. Take it away, Tim Horan. So it's around the world in 51 seconds. seconds. It's all yours, Tim. You've got 40 seconds. I've got 42 seconds now. Look at that. Well, what about the World Cup qualifiers that we've been following for 2015? I was interested to note during the week, Hungary got down by Israel 44 to 5. And also coming up, the Cayman Islands against our team, the Rucks only team, Mexico, <gasps> in a few days' time. Mexico versus the Cayman Islands. Unreal. Also in uh, That's where they stash their money. <laughs> That's it. Hang on. Berkey, this is my segment. Do you mind? I've only got about 25 <laughs> seconds left. <laughs> um, in Namibia, what about Andre de Klerk? Banned for eight years. His second time for doping. He's out. He's gone. The Harlequins, they got down by Leicester. So top of the table, Harlequins and UK Premiership. That's his oh, time up, but still keep going. You, you, you turn the music off. Sure finally. Sure that, finally. Sure doesn't play for Mexico. <laughs> go, finally. <laughs> Uh, and then what about uh, my 16th cousin, though, was out here in Brisbane during the week? Who's Noel that? Horan from, from One Direction. Noel Horan, cousin. 16th cousin, descendant. Yeah, so uh, he was going to come around home and had a, uh, a few beers, but he was struggling to get through all the 13-year-old girls outside of his hotel. But <laughs> great to see Noel in Brisbane through the uh, the week. And also, what about Ollie Barkley? I'm not sure if anyone's seen it. It's probably up on our Facebook at the moment. It is indeed. Page that uh, Ollie Barkley, um, English player, uh, for, played plenty of games for England. He tackled... A streaker on the field. So it wasn't a streaker. It must have been a Bucks party and someone's dressed up as a Viking. Yeah. And Ollie Barkley's put one of the best hits you've seen. If it was legal, you know, he would have been banned for three or four weeks. But, <laughs> yeah, um, have a look at it on the Facebook because it is sensational. He, th- This guy in the outfit runs towards Ollie Barkley. He's kind of strolls up towards him and he just he's creams He's taunting him, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Brilliant. So, work. bang, that's that's my around the world hey, in 60 what? seconds. I loved it. I loved <laughs> like it. That? Yeah, we'll bring that back next week. Uh, so good to talk to all of you. Uh, yes, Burke. Just one more before we go, Timmy. Yep. You had a loss of audio on uh, on Friday night against the Queensland Red Stormers game. Yes, I did, I did hear that, and apparently it rated very well. Some of your best work ever. Oh, it was fantastic. People turning on in their droves. <laughs> and just talking about, we, we must mention just before we go, I know we've got to go, but just talking about, when you talk about streakers, Berkey, remember in 1999 World Cup, our first game against Romania mm-hmm. in Ulster, um, Triple M in Australia had this show us your M, see if you can get Triple M on the TV. Mm-hmm. And I remember about uh, 15 minutes to go against Romania, this lovely girl ran across the field with stark nakers, nothing on, wow. ran across the field, and I thought, oh, do I put a hit on? Do I put a tackle on? I was about 10 metres away. 
She did a uh, a bit of a, a cartwheel. I thought I'm not going anywhere no. near that. She was <laughs> saying hello to her mum. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is the ruck. Sadly, that's where we leave you for this oh, week. Get out, enjoy your rugby. We'll catch up with you next Good time. Good luck, everyone. Club Bye-bye. rugby. See ya.